Now why did you wrong girl? Now why did you wrong girl? But I'm something I'm something Should've known better than to sleep with your best friend Are we recording? Yes Oh shit Good and terribly. This could end terribly. Episode 19. You are locked in with the mandem. Mm-hmm. The lovable rogues. Mm-hmm. Abs. Johnny. Hello. Tommy. Back again. We mm-hmm. missed you. Yes. We love you. Yes. Thank you for all of the continued support on all of our streamy streams yes you guys are doing god's work out there mm-hmm. amen and we are not even getting started motherfuckers that's what they say right rappers, mm-hmm. rappers just say we, we just we, we just getting we, started we just getting started we're just getting started um gentlemen my fellow brethren of social political comical cultural prowess mm-hmm. how are you i'm all right man so we're, we're doing we're doing an away day recording today. Yes, another uh, away day. Another away day. To be fair, I mean, well, actually, this is basically home ground. Back again, yeah. Yeah, we're um, back in Tottenham, baby. We've been here in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, sitting sitting in the uh, Philips Smart Light living room. Yes. Um, hashtag please sponsor us. Christmas chilling, lights. Chilling, um, chilling with a glass of rosé. I'm a, I'm a mature man these I days. Hate the way, I hate the way you're with, with some it. cold cuts. Yes, cold cuts and rosé. I we're, hate we're the way matured. you're holding that glass. Why? I got you can't hold the you can't hold like the liquid holding. No, but bit. I hate the way you're holding it because you're trying to do a thing there. I'm not trying to do a thing. You are. I am. Firstly, I am a man of culture, and if you can't relate, that's a personal problem. But secondly, you need to hold the bottom so that your rosé doesn't go warm. Why? Am, why have I not got any meat cuts? Would mm. you Would you like a meat cut? Do you like pork? I mean, are you a host or what? I, like, I offered it. Did you? Yeah, I did. Can I get some? Yeah, some Italian what shit. What are we dealing with here? There's, an, there's some Italian deli downstairs. Some Italian deli. And would you like some tissues? Because your hands are about to get dirty as well. Mad oily as well. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, fuck knows. I've just been. It's been a, a mad couple of weeks. I've been super aggressive on the exercise, trying to get this weight loss challenge done. Uh, alhamdulillah, won the weight loss challenge. Got Very through, congratulations, got man. Got through 185 pounds. Got down to about 182, and then started eating everything in sight. So no, now, no. I've, now I'm back up a bit. But shout out a man like Harry who had to wire me 50 pound nice. uh, for losing. Um, you know, some of us are born winners. Some of us, are, some of us are born fat. Oh shit! The meat cuts drop. The meat cuts drop, bro. What the fuck? Get him. Ruin my punchline as well, motherfucker. Oh, face down, face down on face the meat cuts. Down, that do we? Fuck it, three second rule. Three yeah. second rule. Well, I do five seconds, but yeah, either way is blessed. Come, come. Um, yeah. Do you, do you clean your floor? I will do at some point. Oh shit! <laughs> I, will I meant before because anyway. Yeah, I do. Like, it's yeah. good that you got the initial bite in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Max is uh, <laughs> Mac. Max is quite a clean freak, so he'll he'll probably want to. He'll probably smell that you dropped the meat and get out of <laughs> just run into the room. Get out of a dance and just come <laughs> and fucking start mopping up. Um, yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, so just going over ham on exercise to getting this challenge done and now it's done i'm happy to get fat again but i did have to buy had to buy an outfit for uh, for the wedding coming up um yeah well, i mean how's that going uh well and I, I basically i've now lost two inches off my trousers so oh i see you're a size 36 now. 30 30 first year, that's rude 33 33 waist that's what's up yeah i think that's me i'm a 33 34 yeah yeah anyway tommy yes <laughs> how are you very good, very well. Had my second jab today. Mm-hmm. All jabbed up, Don't know the feeling dance. secure. Are you speaking Russian yet? No, not Russian, but I've bought a spate of Microsoft products. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so two jabs in, all good. I started recently watching Sopranos. I don't know if you guys have oh, ever seen that Oh, yes. I've been never, meaning to get around to it. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it. it. It's the single greatest show of all time. So this is what people say. Yeah, so I've heard that kind of feedback. So I started, and? so I'm a couple of seasons in. I think I'm like two seasons in. Two Wait until you see in. the evolution of Meadow. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. 
okay. I can't say much more because you're on okay. season two and it's a bit problematic yeah. at that point in her life. But I know who you're talking about because but deep, his daughter. Deep yeah, it. yeah. Because halfway through, I clocked on that it was her because she was on uh, Entourage. <laughs> do you remember? On, do you ever watch Entourage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, was yeah. Turtle's girlfriend, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. So I'd never seen him. That before. was on TV the other day, by the way. Entourage. I was just reminded well, how episode. dope it is. No, just the show. Yeah. Just reminded how dope it is. I'm no, I haven't to. seen that either. What have you been doing, man? It's very good. Reading books. Trying to look cultured with your little wine glass, but you ain't watch you ain't watch Sopranos or Entourage. You That's ain't right. cultured. Well, you hold your rose by the fucking bulb. So what the fuck do you know about culture? You got the culture of a petri dish, I Richard. Don't drink rose. So well, there you are. Yeah, Keep your lectures to yourself. How have you been? I am blessed. Can't lie. Tired, exhausted, knackered, mm. but jiggy. Can't can't complain. You know what I mean? Life is good. It's fucking dreary and wet as fuck. We've had our summer. It would appear. Um, hopefully, it, I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Because uh, I only just started hitting up the rooftops in London, and you know, like I missed them. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm all good, man. I'm all good. I'm all good. I can't complain. The Euros are hit. Oh no! Before we do that, actually, because everybody's been listening to this kid and terribly for the last four episodes, has got used to the new voice mm-hmm. around town. Now, I know that's obviously a bit confusing for everybody. We lost Zav. We brought on man like Tommy, mm-hmm. who, if you don't know, I think I've said it, but if you don't know, um, I go way back with, went to university with him, worked with him. And he did us an absolute solid at the mm-hmm. time coming in and espousing on us all his knowledge. Is that the right word, espousing? I got that right. Something yeah, like that, yeah. yeah, I think that's, we'll Google that. Um, came and did a thing. Um, but behind the scenes, this shit has actually become official. So it's only right we do a proper, proper, that's right. proper introduction to the newest member of this good and terribly podcast. Yes. Man like Tommy. Mustache game. I don't know if you have a speech or anything up. to say, but I feel like we should do that right. Yes. Mm. I mean, yes. well, I remember, uh, I've already sang. So I'm you glad already you sang. sang. You barely sang. Oh, yeah, you barely sang. Oh, we, we could arguably make him do it again. No, he barely sang that Yeah, day. but uh, I'm barely. glad to be here. I'm glad to bring my dulcet tones to your mm. fabulous for podcast. Dulcet yes. Um, yeah, man. Let's kick this off. Yeah. Excited. Yes. Let's go again. The Euros Let's are go here. again. Yes. Uh-huh. The Euros are here. And look, I don't give a fuck. I'm starting this podcast today with football. Is it coming home? If you don't like it, it's switch off. Is it coming home? For five Rich? seconds and then switch back on. Is it coming home? It's, it's not. Coming it's not coming home. It's not coming it's home. Not coming it's not coming home. Quick predictions. Who's going to win the thing? France. It's coming home. Shit, he thinks it's England. <laughs> I think it's Portugal. Ooh, I think Portugal, Portugal are going to do the thing. I think they're... Uh, I Italy mean, looking dangerous. Italy, nah, look, nah, nah, Italy not, look good, man. Not enough quality for me, mate. Hey, wow. they love a tournament as well. They like yeah. the Germans. They just love a tournament. And Mancini's probably the best manager in the uh, in the Euros right now. Best Better looking. than Deschamps. I'm not best looking. That. You see, Deschamps did his teeth. Oh really? Oh, he fixed his teeth, bro. Them oh, trolls were getting at him. <laughs> he said, "Win one, look at the World Cup." Yo, Google Didier Deschamps before and after doctor. He said, "The glow, the dentist, the glow." Bro, it's crazy out here. Calm one. Man, Jim White was talking about this. Oh, it's crazy, bro. That's a man who knows good teeth. To yeah. And then they were, and then they started talking about like people with bad teeth, basically, because oh. it was all based on the 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 clamp of Rudiger on Pogba. Yeah. They oh, did that so on and then sports. listen to this, yeah, on on talk sports. He goes, and someone goes, Ronaldinho. And Jim White goes, yeah, that guy could eat an apple through a tennis racket. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bar. (laughs) On national radio. That's rude. Jim White has no right. That is a He's just retired from Sky Sports. So he's like, fuck it. He's lost all composure now. I need to see see a Jim White and Temps back to back. No, exactly. exactly. But yeah, no, I think Portugal are going to do bits. I think their team is formidable. I think Ronaldo, and this is a debate, a quick one. Mm -hmm. Let me start by asking you, who do you think the greatest player of all time is? Messi. Ronaldo. Okay. Good. 
I personally think on site. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, anti-Latino invective. From I personally Tommy. think that Lionel Messi is the greatest player who's ever played the game. Correct. However, oh, God. I think it's safe to say that should Portugal do bits in this tournament and Ronaldo is able to lift that thing again, mm -hmm. I think the conversation as to who the best of all time has to recommence. No, not at all. So they won the last one when he wasn't on the pitch for most That's of the game. That's not fair, Johnny. And you know that's not fair. It's entirely true. It's he factual. got injured 20 minutes into the final after leading them there. So let's... And then he managed from the, the touchline. And then he, man he told the coach, sit down. <laughs> and then he started managing the team. Uh, Messi has also had a extremely dog shit team for the last 10 years. And if... Whoa, 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 whoa. If, if, Johnny I think, I think is he means international. If, no, no, if, Johnny is on some... International. Oh, okay. Yeah, international. They've yeah. never... They've not had a good team. If, Igui if Iguain hadn't shit the bed Argentina against Germany... have had a bad team in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I'm about to explain to you why. If Iguain hadn't shit the bed against Germany and in two Copa America finals, Messi would have way more trophies than Ronaldo. So ifs, buddy. Anyway. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I mean, Ronaldo's had a better team around him. I mean... And then when he went off, that team won a Euros without him. It's mad chat. This whole... What do you mean won the Euros They won a final without him. You can't be saying Man stuff like, like that. Man like Edair stepped up 25 yards in that. You can't say they won a final without him, bro. I mean, he literally wasn't on the pitch for most of the game. He started the game, though. And went off he also got 20 them minutes there. in. He also yeah. got them there. Anyway, it doesn't He got matter. them there. It's fine. Yeah. You could also I mean, appreciate his genius. I do. And I've sat in the same seat at Wembley and watch them both play against Tottenham one year after another. <laughs> That's the benchmark. And uh, a messy fucking run us ragged. Okay, not saying much. He but was, he was playing on. a different sport. He's playing a different sport. Ronaldo, they both came to White Hart yeah, Lane yeah, yeah. and to Wembley. Got up man Champions to League. Thanks, thanks uh, for coming. No, Ronaldo got handled. Ronaldo got handled. He's very good. He is the second best, but Messi is clear. He is the best of all time. Okay, so the He's reason why I said this, and we're not going to dwell on this too much, the reason why I said this, and I made the differentiation between the greatest and the best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I think I said it the wrong way around before. The greatest will probably have to be Ronaldo if he goes on to lift this thing. The no. best will always be Messi, in my opinion. We have to accept that that conversation gets opened up again if he's able to do it. He's still at 36 years old, breaking all these records, most caps in the tournaments, most goals in the tournaments. He's 109 goals and 175 appearances yeah, for his country. Like, <laughs> they said that chat. stat the other day and I was like, I didn't even know mm. Mana pay for the team 175 times. Yeah, that's pretty mad chat. 175 appearances. So I think the conversation might have to get reopened, you know. I, I, all it's I'll messy. say is I agree with, with you, Abby Addy. Thank you, the, bro. Uh, while Johnny was formulating that argument, <laughs> the way he was holding that wine glass was also pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm presenting with two Petri dishes. <laughs> and also, elephant in the room, when the heat in the kitchen got a bit too hot with mm. regards to Messi's drug scandal and the Barcelona team and all that and that lab that like got burnt down and all that yes. shit. I'm saying, bro. Mm. I'm yeah. saying. Some of these elite athletes, Lance Armstrong, all their man there. Oof. Those Russian doctors. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone's going to be accused of being a physical freak of nature beyond normal human boundaries, it's probably not going to be Messi. But we've seen Ronaldo do his thing in it. You mean the guy who grew like three feet in, a, in one summer? When, what, when human he was, growth when he was 15. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's my chat. It's fine. I mean, but yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting debate, but I think that um, as much as I hate to say it, because he's not even my type of player, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he is just a very good goal scorer and set-piece makes... taker. Yeah, sorry. But I think, yeah, respectfully, we got we got to give some respect to the dude if he goes on and does that again. Very average we can't, we can't talk taker. about We can't talk about what might have happened. <laughs> we can't talk about what might have happened if Messi had a better Higuain or a better da-da-da-da-da. 
like Messi's never had a shit Argentina team around him. Let's yeah. let's kill just, that narrative. We're gonna have to move on because you can't base your argument on set pieces when Messi's, Messi's an infinitely better free kick taker than Ronaldo. I'm not saying I'm not saying otherwise. He didn't say set piece, did he? He did. He said he's one of the best set piece takers. That was part of your argument. I said that Ronaldo is a very very good goal scorer and good set set piece taker. Average free kick taker. I don't know. Look, I think it's it's fair to say that Messi's probably I mean, more talented. Is, we saw we saw Johnny's IG the other day. Oh, we, since we're talking about set yeah. pieces, mm-hmm. man, fra- man, stones from a glass house. I know, over I saw Jesus that. I saw Christ, that. that's good three points. Don't <laughs> lean back, bro. <laughs> yeah. the, Head over the ball, yeah. my G. Man did the rock away well, before he took ah. that pen. Well, well, I didn't know Rich was Rich was in the stands at Stamford Bridge to shine over Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I was aiming bottom corner as well. That's the peak bit. So where do you think England are going to go before we move on from quarterfinals? Get knocked out by France. Quarterfinals knocked out by France. Um, it all depends on how we get out of the group. If we get out first or second, basically. So if we get out of the group second, we could get quite far. If we get out of the group first, then obviously we play France in the quarters and yeah. we'll probably get knocked out. Yeah, we are hours away from knowing the fate of where England stands because they're going to be going up against Scotland at the time of recording. So yeah, I guess we'll know then. I personally think England probably may get quite far again. Probably not go all the way. So I'm going to say semis. Mm. I don't know who, who they'll be knocked out by, but I think they'll probably go. Yeah, it's not coming boys. home. Chin up, boys. But I don't think it's coming home. But also Venezuela um, are playing in the Copa America. We've got Colombia tonight. Ah. Uh, we got we got fucking clotted by Brazil. We, eight of our team got um, coronavirus, so we had to That's ship in. Mazzaline, we have to ship in fifteen men like the day before our game against Who Brazil. Were they? Just like youth. Uh, yeah, basically ran, ran, randomers from the Venezuelan league and a couple youngsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got fucking done. One by thing Brazil. we need to talk about in the future, not right now, but is this kind of like international country changes that players can now do. I think you can like buy players now <laughs> on an international <laughs> level. You can give citizenship, like right? Like so, we can maybe touch on that sometime. What like in the um, what like Juan Laporte or like uh, Antonio for Ukraine? Even Antonio now. Ah uh, yeah, but na- national. He's got citizenship, right? Yeah, nationalized, but never played for Brazil, right? So not a problem. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's calm, right? But Jorginho is Jorginho is Brazilian. Plays yeah. for Italy, right? It's yeah. mad. Adama Traore is from Mali. He grew up in Spain, though. It's kind of it's a bit different. There's but, a bunch like but, this, basically. But where yeah, do you draw, where do you draw the line? If Marlos mm. came as a it went to Ukraine, at 15 when as an years adult, old, but he didn't. He joined Shakhtar as an adult. He's been there for like eight years or something. So they just let him play. That's okay. the difference. You do five years, you get a British passport. You can play for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're British. Exactly. There you go. Who was it? Who was the old school brother? Like 2010 to Martins. We were trying to get him. Then there was a couple no. guys. He, no, played, no. he didn't two, play for anyone he, else. No, he, I was like, thinking of the he, Polish player. Who's the the Black Pole? There I know who a, you mean. It wasn't Obifemi Martins. It, it was someone was, um, else. But it was someone, something yes. similar to that. I know who it was a black pole. But we, we were, try, we, pole we were trying to get Manuel Almunia at one point to yeah, play for yeah, England, yeah, right? And all that, that kind of what mad a shit. fucking bro. low point. Yeah, boy. But we're, we're turning people away now, right? So Wan Bissaka yeah. is going to go play for Congo. Good. Antonio is going to go play for uh, Jamaica or something. Guess what, Tommy? They don't boo you in those countries when you take a knee. Yeah, we're just, you know, we're just, Fact. We're, so... we're giving back to the empire. You should all be grateful. <laughs> we. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can't move on from football just yet without, I mean, sending well wishes to man like Christian Eriksen. Mm-hmm. I know this is something that's obviously very close Baller. to Johnny's heart. Um, I've always loved the guy. Um, he almost came to Liverpool before he ended up choosing Tottenham. And, you know, I've always watched his career. He was he basically was a proper, proper baller, baller. Um, in the Premier League for about seven years. He was with you guys, right? Yeah, a long yeah, time, like that, long yeah. time. And yeah, I was heartbroken watching what happened um, as he collapsed and had a heart attack on the pitch. Everybody, uh, including myself, feared the worst. And obviously for me, it was very, very triggering. Obviously, my dad was not a 29-year-old physically fit footballer, mm-hmm. but obviously it very much triggered me. Um, so I was super, super upsetting, but gladly... 
He is here still to M-M. tell the story. M-M. Football career is probably over, but guess what, man? Like, it's time to spend it with your family, Amen. right? Because life is too short. Amen. Go away, get your badges, come back, still have a long, long career in football. Don't put yourself under that risk anymore. The these bag, things the that cannot, secured. yeah, these things that cannot be explained. Mm-hmm. Mark Vivian Foe, Fabrice Muamba, Quensa, all these players who have either collapsed and died on the pitch, or collapsed and then died off the pitch, or survived in Fabrice Muamba's case. Most of them we can't explain. Mm-hmm. All we know is that they end up with a frigging defibrillator attached to their heart for the rest of their lives. A daily blend. Or if they are lucky yeah. enough to survive. We don't know how to explain it. So when these things happen, we have to take stock. So I'm just I'm just happy that we're able to, re- to report this from a perspective of Christian Eriksen still being alive. Because Amen. that would have been an absolute tragedy had we lost one of the living football greats um, and a Danish legend. And live um, on TV. Live on TV. Anything to add? Thank God he's alive, man. It, yeah, was, man. it was hard to watch. It was like people of a certain vintage will remember Fabrice Moramba going down on the pitch at White Hart Lane. 76 minutes. Yeah, and you think, fuck. He, and he was dead for 76 minutes. Yeah. But Ericsson apparently was only gone for like a minute or yeah, two. They yeah, got him yeah. back. But And the whoever the production company is running the cameras, zooming into his yeah, face with his eyes wide open as he's UEFA. convulsing on the floor. And then zooming into his missus, crying as she's running onto the pitch like it was fucked. But thank God. Thank God he's all right. Shout out Simon Kier as well, yeah. who started giving him CPR on, captain. on the spot, gave him CPR, and then told the rest of the team to come around him so the cameras would stay off him. What presence of mind. Yeah, yeah man. Bro, what leadership. I did, I did first aid, as you man know, like mm. three weeks. Three weeks yeah, of yeah. first aid. And I was watching on TV and I'm like, I would have panicked. Yeah. I was trying to, in my mind, recreate what I would have done yeah. in that situation and I would have fucking panicked. And imagine all your nerves and adrenaline running, playing the first game of the year is at home in front of 30,000 people and you've still got the presence of mind to oh. go straight into CPR and then get people around it. Boss, big move, Simon Kier, shout out. wear capes, man. Big yes. up Simon Kier. Oh, where do we go next? It's actually been like slow news week, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Bit, it? It's not been like too much stuff going on to be honest but one thing that obviously has been going on um and i always say this but i'm going to say it again we are not the covid podcast but we're still living through it so we're going to have to give you updates from time to time that's right what can i say we had a situation where we were all getting ready to to free up ourselves Mm -hmm. on june the 21st free the british finger banging in every corner of every witherspoon (laughs) all across the uk let's go baby i don't know about you but that's what I was on. I'm joking. Didn't we settle um, on another term? We weren't going to use finger banging. I oh thought right. we finger blasting. Yeah, finger we, we cancelled well, finger what's banging. What's wrong with finger bang? That's better than blasting. Though. I don't know. We had. I think we'd had an off pod meeting and cancelled that term. Banging sounds more consensual than finger blasting. Banging mm. sounds like you're not putting enough work in. Yes, to blasting. Yes. Really? Mm. yes. Maybe maybe people don't want to be blasted. Maybe people don't want to be banged. Actually, huh? no, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we were all getting ready to free up the ting June the 21st, but then we started hearing about the horribly titled Indian variant, which was thankfully renamed the Delta variant, Correct. which was creeping up in cases and took our, I don't know about the R number, but took our daily case numbers to sort of that region between five and 10,000 cases a day. Now, we spoke about this on the last podcast, what that meant for the travel corridors to places like Portugal, that went from a green country to an amber country. Mm. But what it also began to start was rumours that the day of freedom, so to speak, that we've all been looking forward to since the turn of the year, June 21st, was going... 21st of June. Was going to be delayed. Who's got the bag? And when you start hearing these rumours on Twitter through the usual very, very... um, What's the word I'm looking for? The ether. The, the ether. The, the, the Tory leakages, right? When you start hearing these rumours and so on and so forth, you know it's inevitable. You know it's mm-hmm. coming. But what I couldn't get my head around, I've been fairly positive and I'm not into conspiracy theories and all this other stuff, but what I couldn't get around 
was that the day before they actually made the announcement that they were going to delay this thing by a month, it's now going to be July 19. Mm-hmm. We had 20,000 people in Wembley Stadium, tits out for the lads, right? Mm-hmm. Shouting and booing, of course, um, <laughs> in the name uh, of our queen, watching England beat Croatia. Now, again, let me just stop there. And let me get your thoughts on that first. I think science has proven that booing black people doesn't spread coronavirus. So that argument is moot. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it does make sense. It does make sense to, to push it back because we can't risk another overload of the NHS. And really, like, what's people fucking bitching and moaning, these little snowflakes? Um, like, what can't you do now? What can't you do now? Okay, it's a bit inconvenient having to book a pub and sit in tables of six indoors and whatever. Duh, 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 duh. But like, what are you missing out on? Just deal with this for another month and then we can actually get back to it properly if we can get the NHS to cope. If We're we get enough people vaccinated, then the NHS won't be overwhelmed and we'll all be all right. But Just isn't, fucking relax. But isn't that at odds with super spreader events like Wembley Stadium last Sunday? So I think the balance of evidence suggested that these mass events, if people follow the guidelines, don't actually spread. So they had they had the government testing that festival in Liverpool. Um, there have been other instances of events that have some level of spreading. It's not like people are packed into Wimbledon, for example, even though they're going to be just fucking stupid. But people are still relatively spread apart at Wembley. It's a big stadium, right? There's not a lot of evidence that those kind of but events actually spread. social distancing is still in place in the UK. So social distancing... Yeah, it's meant as, to be, but... Yeah, but it is, right? Going by your 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 view on Wembley Stadium, and I yeah. agree, they were socially distanced. It's a quarter of the 90,000-seater yeah. stadium, right? Yeah. So even less than less than a quarter. They're social distancing just like we are because the social distancing measures are still in place. Yeah. So again... I mean, like, okay, fine. You could you can make the argument that you shouldn't have anyone in Wembley Stadium, but just to, just because there is a reduced capacity at Wembley Stadium doesn't mean that we should have 90,000 people and that's a good idea. What's, it doesn't mean that we should completely open up everything. What's the argument you're making? The argument you're making is that we should have... Is that we should prepare, we should start preparing. The, yeah, we should start, like, there should be some balance in reopening slowly, yeah. but an extra month of this current regime, fine. All right, it's let, fine. Me, let me put it to you like this. 42 million people, so... Uh, roughly three quarters of the UK have been at least single jabbed. Yes. 30 million, so just under half of the UK, have been double jabbed. Mm-hmm. Our floor is that 42.3 million at the moment. Right. Come, I think it was February where they said, if we get to March and we've got 15 to 16 million people vaccinated, mm. and then we keep that trajectory up, which they have done, then we will find ourselves free. We'll be able to mm-hmm. handle the capacities going into the NHS. Why are we now at this stage where our vaccination program is probably like world-renowned at this point, still unaware as to when we're going to be out? And you say July 19th, on one month will save the NHS, mm-hmm. but the reality is that they're already talking about that potentially not being the day of freedom because of the rate at which this thing is spreading. At what point do we say that the people have done enough and that we've done our bit? At the point where the NHS is no longer at, at, at stress or at risk of, of buckling under pressure, right? That's, that's the point. They're not at that point though now, right? No, but you have to get ahead of the curve, right? How many, how, we've already been locked down twice because we failed to get ahead of the curve and we delayed and we didn't act early enough. And now that they are, are acting early enough, I think it, it is unfair to hammer them for it. Like, okay, maybe maybe we shouldn't have got to this point, but you can't blame them for acting early. And fundamentally, if you look at all this shit that men like Dominic Cummings is releasing, etc. Hey, et cetera, King um, Snitch. Yes, yeah. the King, the King, <laughs> King Snitch. We'll get is, to him. Yeah, it's real. A friend of the show now, Dominic Cummings, <laughs> having, having been an op 
Uh, can I just say this is the best redemptive character arc I'm not sure, of bro. all time. I don't know if we should be he celebrating. Went, he went from right wing scumbag nah. to like second on the list of leftist icons. He's always after been a shake of our COVID. No, um, no, 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 no. We can't we'll, do that. Well, we'll get back to it. But like the incompetence that is revealed by his testimony and his messaging, where the, even even the health secretary who is being described as totally fucking useless by the prime minister. Fundamentally, this government and this civil service doesn't run a health service that is capable of dealing with another peak. And so we shouldn't allow the country to get to that point if we can avoid it. And we can avoid it by delaying opening by a month. No, but we, we, we could avoid it by putting India on the fucking red list. Sure, we should have done that as well. But we didn't. But every single time, so it's, we the should pe- do that. it's the people who, well, they're on the red list now, but they were on the amber list. It took them longer sure. to get on that red list yeah, than that Portugal was, were on the fucking green list. Yeah, and that was last month's scandal. We've been through that. That was wrong. That was awful. I agree. I'm, I'm not, I'm but not. the people always end up suffering at the end of this. At the end Absolutely. Of the, at the end of the day. Of so again, at what point do the people say, fuck this shit? This is actually a little bit more, there's, there's something so a little get, bit more all, sinister to this. Let's get sufficiently vaccinated. Let's get but sufficiently What is that va- number? As I said, 42 million. But we're not, at, got, but we're not at, think, we, need, uh, we need 42 million need second doses and we'll probably be there in a month's time. I think the question that, that Abiyadi is trying to get to you is at what point does it become personal responsibility versus government? Ah, uh, yes, it's, it's the basically. knife crime argument all over so, again. So it, that's what it effectively comes down to. So to add some context, I guess, there was 11,000 new cases of COVID, I think today or yesterday mm-hmm. or something like that, right? So the numbers are still quite big, but from 11,000 new cases, there were 19 deaths, right? Yeah. So clearly the, the jab is doing yeah. is doing its business, basically stopping whatever the, the efficacy rate is, I think 99% of severe illness and hospitalization, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're in this kind of environment and the government, when they announced the extension to um, lifting of lockdown, there were 60 MPs who rebelled against that vote, right? So 60 men. It's were, not like them. Were, who said, actually, no, nah, you should open this up right now, right? Um, and it comes back down to an argument of civil liberties, basically. It comes yeah. down to, to what point will the government decide to let people decide how much risk they're willing to take? Yeah. So if Johnny is a 30-year-old single vaccinated male then he should have the right to decide whether he wants to go to a bar or not or go to the cinema or not or go watch england at the euros or not as 20, opposed, 28 years old please whatever just like I, I didn't want to out you um <laughs> so uh, so so yeah that's what it comes down to and right now and it's interesting because we've got a tory government right so typically historically people would have assumed that more right-leaning governments would leave it down to essentially individual choice, right? Yeah. Um, and the 60 MPs who who um, who rebelled against this lift, this uh, extension of lockdown were all conservative MPs as well, right? It's a COVID yeah. research group, isn't it? Um, I don't know re- exactly it's which another group it was. It's, yeah, that's it's the rehash of the European research yeah. group and Northern research group. Either bullshit. way, what they're arguing is basically something that start, is starting to make more sense to me as it is, I guess, to Rich, is that when we got to a point of 60, 65% um, vaccination, how much longer do we really have to wait? Like for real though. But we're not there yet in terms of second vaccinations, right? You need two jabs. We've known this from the get-go. No, but Once again, 60% of the jab... double jabs, move on. No, but, but not bro, at all. The, but bro, the 15 million, 16 million target at the start of the year wasn't for double jabs. It was for single jabs. Okay. That's, well, and that's not just because it was wrong back then. But you're talking right. as if, right you're talking now, as yeah. if uh, single jabs um, have no effect. Yeah. Single jabs 
have, have some effect have substantial effect right single jabs also significantly cut the risk of hospitalization single jabs are the reason why the r rate went down exactly like, but it's so, now going back up again yeah of course so because, because of the new variant. triple mutated variant right yeah. it's not because of single jabs it's more because of the new variant and the transfer transmissibility of this yeah new anyway variant. so like without getting variant. into like Oh no, level, we're doing conspiracies, Johnny. I'm not doing conspiracy, but you're doing the conspiracy. But without getting to high level epidemiology, this is how viruses evolve and mutate, right? They become more transmissible and less severe because viruses can't survive without hosts. So they learn to adapt in a way where they get around quicker, but they don't kill people off. Yes. That's fine. That's going to be the natural trajectory. The vaccine is going to speed up our resilience to that trajectory. And I don't mind waiting four weeks. What are we losing out by waiting another four weeks? Well, I mean, people can go from doing a 30-person wedding to now an uncapped wedding. There's no limit on weddings anymore. They've removed That's that. That's my point. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? If yeah. The, if, the point is, if the point is that we're trying to reduce so the social distancing and the transmissibility. It goes back to Wembley. Calculated risks. You reopen bits slowly where you can. Yeah, sure, we'd like to get society back to normal. It's pandering. It's so pandering. They, 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 it's carrot and stick. We know it's carrot and stick. Lockdown, uh, lockdown further for another fucking month, but you can get married now. It was the same thing last time. You but can this do isn't lockdown. Now. You can't reasonably claim this is lockdown. Well, we're allowed to go out and get bad and do whatever the fuck we want. Okay, we, there's some restrictions on checking into places. We're not really. We're not really. All of this household mixing and all this other stuff that people are doing, they're doing it irrespective of the actual rules. But you can go to the so pub it's, it's with a bunch of mates and sit outside and it's a group of 15, right? Yeah, okay. So that's fine. But that's, not, but that's you not... You can. 15, you can. But outdoors. that's not super spread. 15 is the number, is it? Outdoors, yeah. Oh, outdoors. No. From how many different outdoors, households? Yeah, of course. It's not, it's not 15 from 15 households. It's 15 from two households oh. or some shit like this, right? Fuck so me. basically 90% of everything that's going on right now is happening illegally, basically. Right? Exactly. And that's why you feel like it's not a big deal because 90% of things that everyone is doing, not you or me or just generally, actually are flaunting or flaunting uh, COVID restrictions, yep. basically, right? Yep, yep. Because you can get together with 15 people outside if you're from two households or whatever, right? Mm. But if there's six households there, you and five friends or eight friends or whatever, you're you're breaking rules, right? And there's a lot of pubs and bars also playing it fast and loose, right? So if everyone was, was sticking to rules as legit as we should have been, right, then you'd have felt these restrictions much more than you, than you are now, yeah. right? And that's why that. you feel like it's not that restrictive. But... It's because basically we're not following the rules and probably why the R rate is also now starting to increase. People are, are, we're getting to a fatigue and I think, I think people aren't understanding the rationale of 65, 70% coverage, but yet stay at home. Literally. Yeah, so then communicate it better. Then communicate it better. It's all about protecting the NHS. Do we, do we know, it's not, it's not the NHS. Do we know the what NHS. that target is? I know, I know we've got that uh, natural floor of 42 million because mm. obviously those have been vaccinated at least once but do we actually know that number have they communicated the number that we need to get to they probably have but i don't have a top i don't think they have bro well because I mean, we're, like we're also giving them some credit maybe they don't know that number and this right? is this is Sage a fucking thing so we could potentially it. be in this situation indefinitely and that's just like well nah nah we're being discouraged to fucking use we're paying all these taxes we're, be, we're basically being discouraged to use all of the things that our taxes are paying for like the nhs system da 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 with no sign of when this is going to fucking end. At what it's point do you say... just the NHS as well. It's literally everything you literally pay Literally everything you your tax money is for. Like, like, come on. Like, at what point do we say, bruv, maybe invest in the NHS a little bit more so that the added capacity can be fucking handled. Instead yeah, it's of not literally. an NHS thing anymore. We, we've got to... Like, the first wave, the second wave, that was all protecting the yeah. NHS, right? And I think broadly everyone agreed with that. But right now, we're not at a stage where the concern is the NHS being over, overrun. But it is. Or, that's what the whole point of the extension is. It can't be when we've got 14 deaths a day, mate. 
It, it literally yeah. can't You're getting be, ahead of the curve. We've, you the just said that we've, got, we've gone back up to 11,000 cases a and day. again, because of the 60-70% vaccination rates, 10 people die. Okay, but yeah. there is the, uh, fewer everyone, hospitalizations. Everyone knows by now there's a lag effect on cases and deaths. All right? If we're now up to 11,000 yeah, cases, then in two or three weeks we get, the higher, the, we get to the higher death Either case. way, all I'm going to say is I am very glad to see Johnny so, so, veris, what, so what's the vociferously. Word? vociferously defending a Tory government. This, <laughs> this is what I like. All man, chest man, as well. Yeah. Man, I mean. Man said he was going on White Boy Summer with Dominic Cummins. Yeah. You, heard, you yeah, heard, I heard that. You heard Dominic Cummins is now that. in with Chet, Chet Hanks and the man. And he's got a plus one. Leftist icon. You're going to be shacking out with Bojo. Yeah, well, yeah. here I am drinking Rosé, defending the Tories. Maybe, so I, like, maybe, I, maybe I am gentrification. So like you're coming home from, uh, from work, long day of work, mm-hmm. um, stress. Yeah. Just earning bread. Making well, all the cheddar, right? Yeah. Producing the cake. Fondue. You come home and Still your wife, you, you come home and your wife is porking the neighbor. Oh. Haram. Would you rather that neighbor be Boris Johnson or Dominic Cummings? Have we already got to Ooh. relationship advice? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ross, what a question. Would you rather... I'm just saying, like, would since, you since rather, that's your homie. Yeah. Um, Quick. Cummings. Cummings. You'd rather it be Cummings? Yeah, 100%. Um, Definitely not. Snitch or hero? Definitely not. <laughs> How did you get to coming? Well, you'd rather yeah. Boris was put yeah, in because at least away. Boris, you'd be like, he's prime minister. At least, and he's got track, or, track, this record, guy. track record of knowing what to do with his penis as well. Exactly. Like, Boris is like, like, he's got, got, yeah, exactly. We, we don't know if Dominic he, is. Dominic <laughs> isn't. <laughs> Bojo certainly is. This is yeah. mad chat. And, and he's prime minister, so you could be like, oh, I was seduced by the power. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck has Dominic Cummings got to seduce you with? Dominic is scurry looking, man. It's the, it's scurry the, looking. It's the soft Geordie accent. Ugh. It makes it makes my stomach turn. Mm. Yikes. But you fuck with Chris Whitty like that as well. Like you're weird, man. You got some weird crushes, bro. I got a thing for bad hairlines. Crazy. Too. What can I say? Snitch or hero? Uh, public public icon, man of the people. A man above Westminster, fundamentally. I thought right when he first went in, and we're not going to stay on this too long. I thought that when he went in that he was pulling strings and that he had true power. It's quite disappointing to see all these text messages and WhatsApps and emails and stuff leak, knowing that he didn't actually really have much power. In well, he, things. Well, he definitely he, had I guess power. He definitely had power. Well, then, well, then, well, then I'm glad you guys said that. Well, then he's a punk to me then. Because him coming, out, him coming out after he got sacked and then being like, yeah, they did this wrong. I told them so. They did, it's book. I think the Bruh, point- Get out of here, get man. Out, get out of get here. Out of get here, out of here, man. Here, like, come mate. on, come on. If he had power, if he had power and was yeah. pulling the strings, he was fucking complicit in everything that went down. Oh, sure, for Don't sure. Don't jump out and be like, yeah, them man are the bad guys. I'm the angel. Fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, yeah. So for sure he's complicit. So he's a snitch, sure, right? This, a, is, this is like someone a, doing a deal with the FBI and they're yeah. still a fucking criminal, yeah? But, <laughs> yeah, for real. But they're just giving info. And for what, real, and the No, but he hasn't done a deal. That's a bad analogy. He has done a deal this time. He's renegating it. Yeah, he's renegating. He's just doing it on... He's WikiLeaking (laughs) Assange in it himself. 100%. I hear you. But the point is that just because he is also an asshole doesn't mean that what he says isn't true. Okay. Right? He he is giving good information. He's giving good color. The stuff around Matt Hancock fucking lying to Cabinet and and not having provisions to people. That's good info. Whether or not he was also complicit is secondary to the quality of information. Yeah. I think the point he was trying to get across is that the cabinet secretary and the civil servants basically are um, the decision makers. They're the ones that really pull the leaves of power within uh, within Westminster, basically, mm, and, Whitehall. And, and within Whitehall. Yeah, and and that the ministers essentially are figurative, right? Yeah. So you have figurative ministers, but these ministers or Boris Johnson or Cummings or anyone who's like a, essentially a, a political advisor or appointee, they don't have the the right to hire and fire civil servants, basically. Oh, That's what it comes down to. So the person Sounds who can dead. hire and fire civil servants 
or in this case for Boris Johnson specifically, is is essentially the cabinet secretary, right? So that's what the point from the messages that he was sending out, he was trying to get across, is that if we're able to get the cabinet secretary and that system working well, mm. then it doesn't really matter if it's Hancock or anyone else because we'll have the power to do yeah, what we want. Yeah. Like but, we'll basically run an end run around him. But this is just to wrap this up. This is the this is the overarching point about like jokes aside whether or not Cummings is a political icon and all this. Da, 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 he has he has wanted to take apart the civil service for 20, 25 years and he finds it inefficient. And actually, this pandemic has probably exposed that he has a point on that front. And that we can't hire the best people because we can only hire internally within the civil service. And if we want the country to run effectively, then we should be able to hire the best from outside what is effectively a very close club of people. Yeah, feel you. Um, that's one probably good thing that he's done is bring yeah. light to the yeah. to the failings of probably of the civil service. Yeah. Um, and obviously the news that's coming out right now um, is that they're going to do a situation where they're talking about a situation where double jab peoples can um, avoid all of the quarantines associated with traveling to amber and i think maybe um red countries as well so we'll see how that goes a special note to all the employers out there um who are putting pressure mm -hmm. on their <laughs> staff yes uh to, to 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 get vaccines uh there was a a gentleman uh, by the name what was his booky looking guy's name <laughs> uh charlie mullins who is apparently oh, is pimlico plumbers yeah pimlico plumbers pl Pimlico Plumbers, if I can say that right. He's been a dickhead from the very get-go, the beginning of the whole pandemic. He's been telling people to go back to work whilst he's been sitting in his gaff in Marbella. The businessman said anti-vaxxers would not be able to work or travel if they didn't get the jab in order to protect the elderly. You're not going to have a job if you don't get it. Don't jeopardise everyone who's willing to have it. Basically, you're fired if you don't get it, if you work with him. Employers allow that shit, innit? That's weird. But this is the kind of stuff that Chakrabarti and all these guys are fearful of, right? Discrimination through... Mm. through COVID uh, vaccines, essentially. So, like, if you don't have a, a vaccine for whatever reason, you start getting discriminated against, yes. basically. Can't take a flight, yeah. can't get onto the train, yes. you know, can't, you know, go to a restaurant, whatever, whatever. Anyway, um, before we move on to to the um, to some other topics, uh, we spoke about this a few episodes ago after we had the tragic news about Sarah Everard. Um, I mentioned a story about two sisters um, who mm -hmm. were taken from us last year as well. Nicole Smallman and her sister, Biba Henry, mm -hmm. who were killed in, in Wembley last year. Um, we didn't have a great deal of details around that at the time. But what has transpired is news of, of the horrible, horrible way in which they were killed by a Daniel Hussein, um, who, by all intents and purposes, was a very, very troubled man. Mm -hmm. Um, who was in the same park as them on the day, waited until um, the, the, the usual hustle and bustle of a park died down towards the end of the evening, seized upon the sisters who had stayed behind after celebrating birthdays. And then it turned out that he had actually some sort of demonic pact mm -hmm. um, to sacrifice six women um, wow. every six months um, in order to gain some sort of untold, unfathomable fortune. It's to win the lottery, wasn't uh, it? To win the lottery. Fuck me. Um, so so he's a serial killer. So he was on the, he was on the way. I he think was on the, the way. first. Yeah. So oh, he, he only on did one. Yeah. Well, he got the two. So but he yeah, got the yeah, two. Fine, yeah. I mean, he was on his way. Clearly not. <sighs> Closure is a weird word, but I guess even in situations like this, getting the justice that you deserve, even if this person is likely to go down the hole mental route um, in terms of sentencing and so on and mm. so forth is welcomed. So prayers to, to, to the family. The court case at the Old Bailey is, is, is ongoing. 
And then obviously you heard the news about Sarah Everard's killer pleading guilty as well. Mm -hmm. We don't need to dwell on that too much, but the book will be thrown at him and hopefully he's buried under the prison. He was a, he was a policeman, right? Yes. Yeah. Serving copper. Yes. With yes. clearance yes. as well, but we'll have to come back to that another yeah, episode. It's madness. Like, uh, yeah, it's madness. Um, madness. Yeah. In brighter news. Well, just before you move on oh. from that, there's also, I guess, something that we can touch on in the next pod. Uh, See, Johnny just hit the microphone with his fucking yeah, wine it's, glass. It's because of the way he's holding, it. so I can go and pour more. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that the police were called institutionally corrupt. Yeah, uh, it's the Daniel Morgan report. Yeah, bro, exactly. yes. I wanted to get into that, but so I didn't get a chance to read it all properly. With a, but with a special shout out to Cressida Dick. Yes, yes. this is Dick. Yeah. Yes. We, so there's basically this is a real life version of the last season of of Line of Duty. They got it right, Jed Mercurio, it. but he he's got an inside track. He, must he has do. to. He, he has yeah. to. There, uh, the thing is, I really hope that there actually is a fella called Ted Hastings <laughs> walking around Scotland Yard just shouting "Jesus, Mary Joseph, and the wee little lamb" at coppers. <laughs> no wee spoilers. Donkey. Yeah, the wee little donkey. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, Spoiler alert. And just like the only thing I care about is bent coppers. <laughs> But yeah, basically they're bent, and who 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 knew who knew the who knew the Met was bent? What, what were the chances? What, what a report that is! Yeah, read into that because um, that's that's crazy. We're not going to get into it too much. We're going to let the the, uh, the details ripen before yes. we come and yes. chop that up. I swear. We Look, can add, we can just add the Met to the conspiracy episode. Yeah, 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 for real. And now we're going to talk about a topic which actually kind of missed me, um, and which is a massive surprise given how close I live to it. It's a topic that is on the minds of many a Londoner, many a New Yorker, because these are two places um, amongst many that have had this issue arise in various different pockets um, of their cities. Um, we're talking about gentrification in Brick Lane, more specifically. Mm. Now, for those people who do not know, um, more than 7,000 people have objected to plans to build a shopping mall um, and corporate offices on part of the old Truman Brewery. So if you know Brick Lane, you must know Old Truman Brewery, mm -hmm. um, in East London. Um, this site, which was formerly the world's largest brewery, mm -hmm. is now a home to art businesses, independent shops, galleries, market stores. If you ever go there on a Sunday, amazing food from all around the world and restaurants. Now, the owners of it wanted to build or plan to build a five-story office building, rooftop, storage space, gym, and a shopping mall across the road, of course, from Brick Lane. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously... Lifers from East London, Brick Lane residents, heritage groups, residents, etc., existing business owners have said that the plans are not keeping with the spirits of the area. And that this huge work will have ramifications on the views of the landmarks, mm -hmm. um, but also the wider topic of it eventually starting the course of gentrification in an area of London which has quite rich heritage and history. Now, Gentrification, as you are, I figured we'd do this by giving a broad definition of what gentrification actually mm -hmm. means. Uh, gentrification is defined as a process in which poor neighborhoods are transformed by the entrance of middle class occupants who trigger a socioeconomic uplift in the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. um, now, this obviously leads to the displacement of working class residents as well as black and ethnic minorities in many cases. And that's obviously when we're talking about Brick Lane, the kind of catchment, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's mainly people from, from those backgrounds. Now, the conversation with regards to the council and whether or not this is going to get through has continually been pushed because of the delays, because of the campaigning, because of the, pe the petitions that have been going on. Um, now, Brick Lane was a home of French, Irish, Jewish, and then more recently, Bangladeshi communities over generations. Mm -hmm. 
Each of those communities left a mark on that street and that area. The 1888 strike held by young majority Irish match girls at the Bryant and May Match Factory in Bow, where I live, was a spark in the rise of industrial unionism in Britain. So mm-hmm. again, a place that has rich cultural heritage. And if you go to Brick Lane now, obviously it's synonymous with restaurants, Bangladeshi mm-hmm. restaurants. And before I graduated to Tayabs in uh, in, in Whitechapel, oh welcome, um, yeah, welcome, yeah, yeah, welcome. Yeah. I, I was there every week. You know what I mean? Tory scum. Um, shout out Lahore as well. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Tory scum. Tayabs. He's a humble bag. Imagine calling man a Tory scum because he goes Tayabs. You're all Tory scum. Johnny, you're fucked. It's crazy. You are madman. Fuck a lot of you. Now that I've given you the history, the conversation is more about gentrification, whether or not it's a necessary evil, whether or not it works or whether or not it's completely bad. We've had quite a few instances. Um, if we think about Peckham, if we think about Brixton, Wandsworth, these are all areas that are associated with some of the biggest gentrification projects of the last couple of generations. What do you think the uh, the lasting effects of that has been? And do you think it's always a bad thing? I just want to say, firstly, shout out to the... Um the match workers of 1888, 100%. the women who uh, who who sped up the process or really gave birth to the process of industrial organisation in this country. Very similar, actually, to the forgotten history of the Russian Revolution, uh, the beginning of the 1900s. The first organised protest against the Tsar um, in Moscow was a was on Women's Day. It was on International Women's Day, and it was it was women factory workers who led protests, having been told by the men of Moscow not to do such a dangerous thing. So shout out all of our organizing women around the world for lifting us into social prosperity. Um, the more organized gender clearly taking the lead on that one. Yeah. Gentrification, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Um, what what like, is it yeah, good like, literally for? Literally the same thing. That was, that was the point. Um, Can I just sing? Is that all right? Yeah, go on then. Go, Absolutely nothing. Go off, sis. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's giving me big rush hour vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, you know how I feel about that. Show, yeah, right? I know. It's mad. Haram. Yeah, it's just a controversial view. Gentrification. Well, I mean, what like what do we need it for? What is it needed for? Who does it benefit? It very rarely benefits the communities that it that it takes place in. Very, very few people in areas that get gentrified who have you know, who've lived there for a long time before gentrification happens. Um, tend to profit from it. It tends to be outsiders who come in, try and catch a wave early, buy a property and then kind of earn money as their houses go up in value when other outsiders move in. What happens is people who live in these communities get priced out, can't afford the rent anymore, have to leave, etc. And then what happens is you get end up with very bizarre, sanitized places like, I guess, Notting Hill, as it was in the 70s or 80s, the genesis of Carnival, etc. And to an extent... Uh, places like Stoke Newington, Hackney, now bigger, Hackney, yeah, for sure. my own my own ends. And what will happen to Peckham and Brixton were actually the reasons that people moved to these areas in the first place for some sense of cultural liveliness or difference or experience. You can say what? What? Because they, they wanted to see the black people. Black people. Yeah. Um, so what happens is it, the, the whole reason that they moved to these areas, all basically all the source all the sazon, all the yep. salsa. Learn how to season all black the, people all, in Yeah, and basically all, all the flavoring, all the all the, the condiments yep. get moved out of the area. And then you just end up with a sanitized version of what people thought they were moving to, which benefits no one. Um, and a yeah. lot of dog walkers. And a lot of dog walkers. Dog, you end up dog, living at, dog walking li- groups. Living in places like Clapham, where everyone's Australian. And that's fucking shit. Like, 
How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Why are there so I feel many like Australians I, I there? I feel like there was like, an, there were, whatever the Australian Craigslist is, they all just decided yeah, yeah, to move yeah. together. And then a couple of South Africans turned up and they were like, oh, they've got accents. Yeah. And it was a bit weird. Anyway, no, fuck gentrification. And it, it's so fucking, you can't it's find one places. positive of gentrification. Positive to who? At all. To okay, so put the country at large. Yes. Why not? Boy, do you want to gentrify a country? No, that, you, you can't say gentrification so, takes place on a national so you're scale. Saying, you're saying that... Uh, that gentrification helps no one, right? And he no, it helps to. people. It just doesn't help people who live in gentrification, who were in the gentrified well, areas before gentrification good happens. Then you just answered your own question, then, right? Okay, it was well done. Leading question, and that it doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit anyone who lives in the area before it was gentrified, but it certainly um, doesn't benefit the people who should be why getting should we, help in those communities. Why should we be trying to help anyone from one any one particular area? Well, why should stop? we? Why should we be trying to fuck them? Why should we be? Why should we be pursuing policies that prices people out of the areas that they grew up in? I don't think it's I'll never be able to afford them. to live where I grew up, right? That's what it's, happens. It's fucking them, basically. It's unintended consequences. But of, it's very intended of, because you have to pass planning permission and allow policy to pass. Yeah, I think it's unintended consequences. I think it's difficult to to say that gentrification doesn't help anyone because if it didn't help anyone, then so many areas wouldn't have been gentrified. I think gentrification is is a normal cycle to, I guess, economic growth, basically, right? So they look at an area that is underprivileged, maybe that has a lot of commercial or residential real estate, which is unused or somewhere that has uh, a lot of, uh, you know, factories or whatever. And or tube links. Or tube links, yeah. And, uh, and they pour money into that area so that they can make money, right? Fine. We all understand that we live in a capitalistic... Capitalism, exactly. We live in a capitalistic environment. Mm, so scum. people are going to have to make money, whether it's Tories in government, whether it's Lib Dems, whether it's any, anyone in government... People will still make money. Let's just right? build a fucking tie abs. Why not? No, yeah, you, 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 you need to stop speaking down. They're going to come for you. We're going to fucking my land. Hey, hey Kibby, yeah, <laughs> listen to this, to this blasphemy. Yeah, relax, relax on that. Anyway, <laughs> so, so it's just unintended consequences. People do get priced out. Yeah, I see, I've seen it in Labra Grove. There were people very close to me who, when a variety of different uh, uh, council estates were basically demolished, basically, for 600, well, back then, 600 grand two beds, right? Yeah. Um, and people were moved outside of London and like, you know, people who had lived in the area for X number of years and have family there and yeah. all the rest of it. And yeah, you can look at it as being a bit heartless, the way that they can't be rehoused within the area. They often get rehoused outside, um, probably in great, what, what today is defined as greater London. So all of that is bad. There are lots of downsides to gentrification. Yeah. But but to say that there is no upside to gentrification, for me, doesn't make sense, basically. But it's all, it is these poorer, marginalized people who feel the brunt of the downside. So should and it, what is should the, an area be upside, shit forever? The upside. The but that, that was my but, next question. But areas question. don't have to be shit. Why does an area have to be shit? This, this is this is the whole point. Well, gentrification is allowed to market itself as some kind of social good because kids of rich people buy property off poor people and then the place is less shit. No, you don't have to kick all these poor people out for areas not to be shitholes. They're not buying properties off poor people. But the council flats are being are being demolished, and so that new rich houses, people can move in. New houses okay, are being so built, rich people are taking property in. from poor people, sure. taking land, taking okay. space, or whatever. So can an area be shit forever? But it, why does it have to be shit forever? The government can invest. We all pay our taxes. You can create facilities. You can create um, youth centres. You can create nice restaurants. You can create 
other programs but if you've in got nice areas, restaurants in an area that where to be shit anymore but if you've got nice restaurants in an area where the x average income is x for example then that nice restaurant closes in six months in three months in two yeah, months no one's no one's saying build a fucking tie in a shithole but you what, can it's you, a, you, can build, you can you can open restaurants that are relative to the area. Take Stoke Newington as the prime example yeah, of they've that. Got chicken all, and chip these shops nice, already. all these nice little that's rude. All, no, these nice, all these nice little Turkish restaurants opened up and they were very nice local canteens where locals could afford to get a very nice meal, et cetera, et cetera. The same thing happened down Green Lanes and Harringay. And now they've all become sanitized versions where it's twenty pounds for an Iskander. Right? Who does that benefit? Oh what? I, and this candidate is the best kind of kebab next time oh, it gets yeah, to Turkey. Course, I yeah. think um, I think it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. Your point is that why do places have to stay shit forever? They don't have to stay also, shit forever. Why do, they people, don't have to be why do we to have to think that people don't move? People move all the time. Like they go, they move for work, they sure. move for university, they move for things. So I mean, no one has a god given right to be in one place for forever, right? No, but people so also, if you're if you're essentially um, effectively being mandated basically to move out of your uh, apartment, flat, mm -hmm. wherever, um, for some semblance of the greater good, basically, that it's not that I can't see or that the person being asked to move out may not be able to see, but is in some kind of greater plan of every government for the last 25 years, then, you know, what? But again, like, who, who, is, who does the greater good serve? The greater good already serves people of means. It tends to be people who aren't of means. It tends to be people who are socially, economically less developed than people who move into their homes who get kicked out. It's totally unfair. It's an, it's an imbalanced equation. These people who move into areas could afford property in other places. And, you know, if people so want to move, so hold on, going back to Tommy's point, sorry, where he said that, you know, you don't have a God-given right to stay in one place. No, you don't. But people do like to, you know, be in their community and grow up sure, in a particular place agreed. and have their kids that they can. Why should they be forcibly moved out? But if they own it, they don't get forced out, right? Exactly. So is the ideal situation for just people to own their stuff in these areas? Well, but sure so this goes to a wider argument about about the utility of, of, council, of council housing. But just because somebody pays rent to live in council housing doesn't mean that they should just be subject to the whims of the council selling off that Literally, land. Literally, that's exactly developer. what I mean. No, but because if someone's wrong. living if someone's living in my flat, which I've rented out to them, they are liable to to, to my whims. Property. It's private property, right? It's exactly the same. When, so you, no, have, same, when you enter same, a contract with the, with, with the council, when you enter a contract with the council, then it's exactly the same. If they decide to, next week that they're going to rehouse you, right, away from X house into another property. Or just raise the price. They because could do, or raise the price. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's no different to, to me as I could, in fact, I've been offered renting out my place to the to council, the council yeah. basically, who will then guarantee me uh, X uh, uh, mm -hmm. rate of rent basically for a three to five year period right so in fact it's probably beneficial to me as a private landlord to rent it out to the council rather than rather than privately mm -hmm. and make more money in the long run right so the argument your argument to me is a bit too idealistic basically is what it comes down to yeah ideally the government could pour thousands or billions of dollars into all different pockets in London that are that are underprivileged. Sure, that could happen, right? But there's also not a huge upside for the government for that happening, right? Whereas with these gentrification programs that they've got in place, tax receipts are also a big reason why the government want this to go down. Because once a new uh, development has been produced, then the amount of money they make from stamp duty, the amount of money that they raise from VAT, from the nice restaurants and all the rest of it that you said, uh, also helps us as the public right it's the greater not, good so then that means argument. that if you're having to pay whatever it may be 
for public funding, then then you've got more tax receipts to, to play non-starter. with. Basically. Non-starter, non-starter argument. You're basically even in the even if we take the model that you're talking about to be true, you're just concentrating richer people closer to each other. Sure. Right. So you're not actually you're concentrating spread. richer people into London. You're not you're, necessarily closer to each other. You're into more it, central parts of London. Okay. Fine. Fine. So you're concentrating them closer to each other, right? Sure. You, it's not necessarily good for the economy to have all of the rich people living all near each other and all the poor people living outside. You end up in a city like Paris, for example, yeah. where all, all the poor people just live around the edge and only rich people and rich foreigners can afford to live in the middle. It's not good for society. It doesn't create a happy community. It doesn't create any sense of solidarity or whatever, etc. Et pa- Paris is not very different to... To, to London but according to whom everybody, everybody rich lives in but it's fine London, so, okay yeah. like fine yeah of course cool. like if yeah. you're if you're kind of rich or you're a middle yeah. class then you don't really notice the difference but for yeah. all these people who grew up in places like Labrook Grove grew up in places like Hackney grew up in places like South London their sense of community is totally torn apart because the flat that they were always living in suddenly just gets ripped off by the council and the point that you we made earlier about, about there's a difference between council flats and, and private um, landlords in that you know our taxpayer money goes towards building that public provision for the sake of all of us in theory if you, if you want to but, but no like in practice that's how you fund council property development is taxpayer money right if you want to spend your money on buying a house and then renting it out it's a different argument but it's a false equivalence to say that you can just be shifted out of your public property because by paying taxes you're contributing to the upkeep of that thing anyway you have a part ownership in it you don't that's have how part public property works you don't have a well, you part should ownership. do that's how public you property might have works. a part ownership in in all public housing sure. that's across the country, sure. but you don't have part ownership in paying, that flat. But you're also paying rent to that flat. Sure, but you can pay rent and get told to suck out. I just told my like, my tenant to suck but out. But it's wrong. Yikes. <laughs> like, it's this is, goes down every year. Again, every year, thousands of people move out of places. You've paid for that places. property, you own that flat. What you do with it is your prerogative. Okay. It's different yeah. to kicking people out of social housing. But it's so not. Gen- because the council does that every day. The but council every day council in a it. non-gentrification manner, like in a state where it's nothing to do with gentrification, they will still rehome people on their own prerogative. They don't have to get your uh, buy-in before they relocate you. That's basically what it comes so, down to. So it sounds like gentrification is basically always going to happen in capitalist societies. So yeah, that, and that's fair, and and it's good for some people. Sure, it's okay, fine. It's good for it's good for people who already have means. But you can't tell me that like Hackney is for the better for all of the fucking kids that I used to go to school with who took the piss out of me for being poor for being from Hackney. Now being able to buy a house in Hackney and wanting to move here, does Hackney benefit for these rich kids moving into parts of Hackney? How does it not benefit? Because it removes the cultural fabric of what the borough stood for. It There's a new cultural the, fabric. Just, yeah, it's just new. New. There's a but new it's, fab- cultural it's wrong. fabric. And it's Why is that wrong? Because it's, it's, it's authentic totally after five sanit- years. Johnny wants more black people in Hackney. It's a, well, firstly, obviously. But secondly, it's a totally sanitized totally sanitized version what there's no what, rich black people you're saying there's basically black people can't afford to oh is that what you're that's saying <laughs> well, that's what you're saying basically that's that's the only gentrified yeah literally you're, the only people who are, who are affording gentrified places are white middle class people never said that i actually never said white it's a middle class or rich ultimately whatever there are asians whatever who, inference who, that you make there are, that is your, but there are is your asians own. there are blacks there are whites there are a variety of different multicultural races who who can afford to buy in gentrified areas Right, yeah. it's not only white middle class people who are coming into these areas and and making it sourceless, as as we're trying to allude to. It's there's, there's, it, the same way people talk about vicious cycles. There are also like cycles that perpetuate, right? So yeah, it could be to to take your argument that mum and dad who lived in in Brick Lane, who who worked, um, let's say, non skilled jobs, yeah, then sent kids to university. Those kids have now got 
decent paying jobs and they may be able to buy in Brick Lane where their parents are being gentrified out. Mm. In that kind of scenario, cool. But it comes back to that kind of golden circle where the tax revenues, uh, the government is, is, is winning. The individual who can afford to buy, to your point, is winning. Mm. And that is not only basically middle and upper class white people. Good talk. This conversation. <laughs> good chat. Good, good chat. chat. Good chat. Good chat, guys. Good chat. Good chat. Pat yourself. No, no, no. Yeah, no. But honestly, there, there are petitions. Um, and we can, we can good. actually, we can actually put the links up. Um, the, the petitions and all the campaigning was supposed to sort of end, as I said, when the announcements were supposed to be made around April time. But you do have an opportunity to get involved to make your voice heard. Um, we'll provide those links. But if not, you can just type in Save Brick Lane. Um, either as a hashtag on Instagram or on Google, and then you can see what you can do to help. And on that point, Save Latin Village as well, the um, only Latino space in North London, uh, other than Elephant Castle, is here in Seven Sisters, and they're trying to sell off that um, market to private developers to turn yeah, into right. flats and gentrify Seven Sisters. So fuck that. Save um, Polo Latino, Save Latin Village. Big up my people, then. I want to make a sound. See if you can catch it. That was quite good. <laughs> that was quite good, to be fair. It's back, baby. Yeah. Back, baby. I got text. Message. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can we get Ovi back in? Because yeah, he, he's like a model man to me. Yeah, yeah. Ever since, I fell in love with him. Did you? Like, yeah, fair, it's good look, he's like, a good looking bloke. Like everyone else. Yeah, he was yeah. also super not, cool. It's yeah, about, cool yeah that's it. It's, more, it's less about his looks and his overall physique. It's just... It's good vibes. Just, just good vibes. Yeah. Good egg. Unflappable. He's a good egg. Just, just chill. You He's know a good what I mean? Like, there was that legendary scene where his ting was getting hotted up and he, and he just, just calmly just scooped her away. G shit. <laughs> yeah. G true, shit. True, true, true. But yeah, I'm sure you're aware, because our listeners are lit, that Love Island is here, coinciding with the Euros. Oh my God, It's bro. 2018 all over again. Oh my God, bro. Um, <laughs> not really got much to say, but what are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward for one blonde girl to tap another blonde girl on the shoulder and say, can I pull you for a chat? Yep. When And they get into a 20 minute deep and meaningful over why one of them is talking to the other one's fella. Yep. It's the drama, Mick. Yep. I'm, I just live for it. Yep. Um, yeah. The, re the return of Isle? The Jewish, the Jewish God? Eyal, yeah. So this is- this Is, is he returning? No, no, he's not. No. This is quite frustrating. So like, obviously <laughs> we're a funny people, right? Like we're charming people. You look like him a bit. But that's racist. Um, we we we're, we're we're talkers. We're you know we're we're charming, funny. Did it? We have our upsides. What? They managed to. Is pick, that what they say about you? They yeah. Like, well, like you lot are meant a to whole be whole people. Like right? you, we're charming, and what was the other word? Funny. Okay, that's like, what they say about all of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like well, like you lot are meant to be fast and good at music, but you know, not track, all, not, track, track record. Not all of you. Not all of you can sing. Um, yeah. They, Situations <laughs> will arise in our lives. How about that? They managed to pick. And you see me run. Yeah, <laughs> true. They managed to pick the. Uh, they managed to pick the least charismatic, least funny Jew in London. I fucked with him. Yeah, I mean, he's a friend of a friend, so I probably shouldn't pour him too deeply. But oh, is he now? Yeah, well, obviously, it's the community. Come on. Um, but, okay. yeah, it's the don't... that one go then. If, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you make a wise decision. <laughs> um, if um, if they're going to pick another Jew, like, you know, I'm I'm available. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll yeah. back Love Island, yeah. Did, why don't you apply for that stuff? Um, Single Johnny, like, you should be applying for first dates, so the, yeah, Love so, Island, so then, I take actually me know, out. I actually know someone else who went on first dates. Also, I know someone on first dates. Also well. a Jew, quite, but a much more charming one. Big fan of his. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean... 
If I was a single guy, take me out would have got the application. Queens, oh, take me out, bro. take me out. No, nah, you be do the Love one. Island before bro. take me out. No, nah. well, oh. yeah. So they actually say that, that statistically speaking, Fernando's bro. Bro, Love Island is a career start. Yes. Yeah, so statistically <laughs> speaking, you're more likely to become a millionaire if you get on Love Island than going to Oxbridge. Shit. Yeah. I think I remember reading two years ago or something that more people applied to get onto Love Island than applied to get into Oxbridge. Mm. Like, I get that. I think the, like, the Oxbridge number, I think, be... is like 35,000, I think. Yeah. If that's right from memory. That many people apply a year. I think yeah. so. Holy shit. Something like that. Yeah. And, a lot of dreams. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Tommy? Fucking. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to a lot of things. I quite, quite like Love Island. I'm I love Love Island, man. I quite, quite enjoy it. I, I quite it. enjoy it. Every like, year I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. Gunning people out at the beginning. Killing my brain cells. Grow up. Like 10 o'clock comes, I'm like, yeah. It's 9 o'clock, right? 9 o'clock. But yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to like passing real judgment real early yeah. on these people <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then becoming super invested in their story yes. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> where you start off you're like this guy's a fucking waste man Lala, and, and then like five episodes in you're like oh i hope he gets her you know yeah <laughs> go on my guy yeah go on, exactly. my guy. Go on. no i'm waiting for obviously i'm waiting for casa and more that's the uh, yes that's, yes that's the shout out man like max man like max inside walking, walking into the fridge boop, 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 boop. giving Vodanska a little rest Come on. every every year it's the script flipper the whole the whole uncouple recouple thing. Yes. Casa Amore. Bro, come on, man. Rule number one. I've actually I've if actually you go got... to Casa Amore and that thing in there is more pang than your thing. Bro, just do the trade. Just mm. do the trade, man. Just do the trade. What are we saying, Max? We looking forward to Love Island coming back. Not so much, mate. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, bro, we're not recording. <laughs> oh what? You love it. <laughs> <laughs> well they don't talk about they don't talk about Love Island on site. They must do. I just want someone to go on the show who looks just remotely like Amber Rose Gill from last time yeah um who by the way i slept on completely throughout the course of that show i was like yeah she's all right she's no bit, way she's a bit annoying but then when she left oh my days and i really had a look you fumbled the bag i was like what the fuck was mm. michael from liverpool playing at? i liked him childish you childish childish so i actually i actually shoulder charged him in a simmons in west london once he's what? really short yeah, yeah he's a hench, tiny moody guy relax he's, he's wedge he's like five foot six he just bounced off me well, you, you're he's trying fucking to, tiny you're trying to make the sun yeah Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a short geezer. Um, I want to see more overweight people fucking. Yes. Love. I want more overweight people in love. Well, that's why stop. I said they should invite me because I take the minority box and the chubby box. Yeah, chubby. I'm not sure you can get away with that. Maybe more not. minority. Well, more minorities, but less black Twitter getting crazy when the black person inevitably gets with a white person. Look, the, the, yeah, the numbers are stacked true. against us people. I'm sorry. That's true. You would think maybe like the, the, the like, there, sh there should be like- How dare Sharif get with Anna? Uh, there, because there should be like- I fucking hate it. <laughs> She was, the she worst. was jarring. She was the worst. She's jarring. And actually, I know someone who knows her, and she's also a dickhead in awful. real life as well. She by the way, awful. yeah. Um, but like, you would think like the first black couple should just Sharif. get tactical. <laughs> they tried it last year, right? Yeah. Did they? Did. With Mike and what's her name? Oh, but Mike he, and that Leanne. Yeah. So he was a copper, and she He's was obsessed with me. He was a copper, and she was deeply unlikable. Yeah. So they picked. But then the other black chick he hooked up with at the end. They're still together today. Oh, really? Priscilla. Priscilla. Okay, I remember her. She was. She was also Ghanaian, I think. It was like a match made in heaven. It's like the producers were like, "Okay, Mike, we're gonna hook you up." But that's what they do. We're gonna bring in Satan for you specifically. That's what they do. It's kind of like first dates. Back in the day, first dates was like a bit of a free for all. But then they got much better at like matching you with your perfect person, and then seeing what happens if you're presented with your perfect to that restaurant Paternoster Chop House it's in St Paul's right yeah yeah it's nice good steak yeah. Yeah, still yeah, single yeah. but yeah um, <laughs> but in all seriousness I hope that when these people go in and then come out they are offered the right level of um, therapy when they leave because we've heard too many stories mm -hmm. of people coming out taking their own lives going through it and to be honest it's not worth it for a uh, pretty light hearted love affair of premarital sex debauchery and shits and giggles 
So I really, really hope that ITV do right by their candidates and make sure that when they come out, they are prepared for what comes after because it's getting a little bit sad now. You'll be glad to know that uh, ITV have issued a new code of conduct and uh, safety guide or whatever to, uh, to people who are joining this year, which includes like social media training Wonderful. and la la la, some like how to be more robust in your thinking and shit like this basically so so they've taken that feedback on board obviously with the numerous suicides and all the rest of it that's happened in their history yeah if they're basically at a stage where they probably can't afford another high profile case mm. basically yeah. what they need to do as well is you know when big brother came out in the first couple of years and then you just switch to e4 and you could watch them for 24 hours yeah they need to do it out on love island so yeah, they do it's love island so we... extra itv2 but is it 24 is nah, it like it's an hour? hour yeah i don't think yeah. it's very long whereas oh. before like you could watch oh, you want big the brother. full full-time coverage yeah, because you want to see all of like you know back to the thing i was saying about like overweight fucking and stuff i want to see all of the nastiness i want to see really get, i want to really... see all of like the slob on my knob shit i want to see <laughs> yeah i want to see them get unruly with the chubby rubber yeah because it's a bit too pg do you know what i mean yeah, they rarely actually get it in in there, yeah, right? They do a few, no, like, they slow used mo- to. They do they a few, used to, when yeah. they do the activities, they do a few, like, yeah. little slow motion things where you can see, like, jiggling and that. But yeah, I, wanna, yeah, yeah. I want them to go, like, the full whack. You could just go I mean? on Pornhub. I'm not with you there. No? Nah. Because with Big Brother, it worked, right? So oh. they'd have, like, a 24-hour feed, basically, mm. that would just run on mm. one of the channels that you mentioned. Yeah. I think if they had something like that with Love Island, we'd all fall out of love with it quite quickly. Yeah. Because uh, I well. think... This thing is much more staged than we think. Oh, it's 100%. not it's not like Big Brother, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. all like, yeah, yeah, just just keep Crack doing your on. thing until yeah. someone goes crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, they're, <laughs> they're actively like, there are producers who kind of basically in the house all the time. They're actively yeah, 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 like yeah. pulling, they pull people for chats, right? Yeah, yeah. So the producer will pull people for a chat and be like, oh, how are you getting on, Johnny? Oh, well, you like, uh, oh, you like Steven, do you? And, <laughs> oh, wow. Given that the new uh, the new season is all, yeah. uh, so, uh, no, all so inclusive. So they said that they're not going to do, they, they said they won't have gay people in Love Island because it basically fucks up the maths. Pagans. I thought they said they, they were no, having like so gays and then, so, so then I think there may be some bisexual people, but basically they're trying to avoid it because it fucks up the maths, right? You're having, you're having, to, having to get rid of two people That's at the same problematic. time. Problematic. It is problematic. But they should just do a gay love island. That would fucking bang. Can you imagine mm. Twitter watching gay love island? Like that'd be so sassy as well. That'd be so sassy. But yeah, like all of like the mental health shit aside, like obviously it's very important people don't kill themselves. I need more dumb scouse blondes who don't know the difference between a country and a continent. That's what I want this yeah. summer to be. And Kaz, Kaz Crossley. I, I need, mm. I need, that was my I need infinitely we more need Kaz like Crossley that. content. I, I actually like saw my man, um, Jeff, whatever his name is, in King's Jeff. Road a couple of weeks ago. Jeff? And he's got uh, uh, Kaz's original man. What's his name? Uh, the his body name does was, little videos these yeah, days. Yeah, his name wasn't Jeff. Whatever his the Jeff was, is. Yeah. Anyway, I saw him. I her man was Michael as well. No, she went with the other mixed race lad who was calm, nice guy. He did like loads of football stuff on Instagram. Jeff, innit? I see him with his new missus in King's Road a couple Weeks Wait ago. a minute! She I back. thought Michael brought her back from Casa Amor. No, no, shit. it was the other guy. The other, the other mixed race guy. Yeah, racist. Yeah, let me um, find his name while you talk. Whoever Jeff is, saw him with his new missus in Kings Road a couple of weeks ago. Basically, a B Tech version of Kaz. Josh. Mm. Josh, that's it. He's oh yeah, Josh. Yeah, he's B Tech. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. B Tech. It. Poor geez, he's got a B Tech version of Kaz. He's another G who like all of these guys basically from that season. Yeah. Basically, all the guys and all the girls from that particular season. All killed. They were basically. Yeah. They all got whatever a million plus followers. They're all making. It's a full career there was, now. There was it's no a full career season to replace them with, right? There, there was. was no follow up. But would oh, there's no new batch of people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. would you rather have a million followers of people who are just 
objectifying you. Yeah, yeah. Million followers is cash in the bank. Or, or two hundred and fifty fans who actually love you like us and just Fuck get that. Mm. Give me a million. Give me a million pagans, baby. Yeah, to be fair. Anyway, can't wait. Can't wait. We'll be back to uh, comment on it as we. Yeah. And now we still don't have a jingle, um, but you know what this is. You know what this is. This is where we attempt to mm-hmm. make sense of some of the relationship scenarios some of our listeners are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here first. The agony uncles. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. That's where that's who we be. Mm-hmm. Let's go. This week is Tommy. So, uh, well, thank you to the uh, to the lovely woman who uh, DM'd us this uh, this uh, situation. It is a woman, yeah. This relationship uh, okay. advice segment. Yes, um, we'd love one. Can I just? We're say, also I, I, three I for love, three for women, so I'd, it'd be great to get. I'd some love mandem. to. I was literally about to say I'd love oh. to get one from the mandem. Okay, yeah. Submit. So it'd be great to get mandem involved. Mandem don't speak about their feelings like that. We That's also, why we're so yeah. flawed. Normalize expressions. Oh, we, we, we may be problem solvers, so you face. <laughs> Solve. Keep wow. it moving. Yes. Exactly. You're right. You're a right. problem You're shared right. is a problem broadcast mm. on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Bars. Are you ready? I used to talk to this guy all the time back in 2010. Wow. And we really liked each other. Mm-hmm. Then he became mean and we stopped talking for a while. <laughs> what? But began again after a few months because he said he missed me. Right. Okay. We stopped talking again and he tried to contact me, but I told him, um, that I couldn't be with him after everything he's put me through. Okay. Oh, wow. I got in touch with him a few days ago. It's been about 10 years since we last spoke. Wow. Ooh. And he was very happy. We have been talking ever since on the phone, and he's been trying to find out what I've been up to. Thinking about him. He said he loves me, but oh. doesn't know in what way. Oh. Huh. I got love for her. Yeah. <laughs> At first, he told me he was single, Hmm. but then admitted that he'd been seeing someone for a year and a half, Hmm. and she's been a friend for years. Problematic papi. Mm -hmm. We spoke today, and he kept telling me he tried to contact me, but didn't know how. Also, he remembers everything we spoke about back in the day, and keeps telling me things that even I personally can't remember. Wow. That sounds like sauce. That sounds mm. like game. Yes, game. Like, that is, that's, that's great chat. <laughs> he told me he wants to be friends because he never cheats. And I'm he's, not he's sure. Because he's a black man, right? Uh, probably. Yep. We'll do guess the race after. <laughs> he, said, he said he don't cheat. <laughs> he said he don't cheat. So, so yeah. Black. Black men don't cheat. Um, he's, uh, where, 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 where are we? I've lost my trail. <laughs> he also remembers so right blah, blah, blah. Line. Yeah. He's also, he, he's told me that he wants to be friends because he never cheats. And I'm not sure if he likes me like before or just as friends now. Hmm. I mean, he only just admitted to having a girlfriend. He said he didn't want to hurt me and make me feel sad. I would really appreciate your advice on this. Thanks. Oh boy. So basically it's this G has been going out with a girl for a year and a half. Then he gets a random call back from a girl that he used to speak to 10 years ago. They start reminiscing, taking a walk down memory lane. Mm -hmm. He tells her he loves her, Mm. but not sure in what way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ultimately he tells her he wants to be her friend because he's in a relationship uh, and he never cheats. So given that we've done guess the race already, clearly. Yeah. Let's move on to so what advice. So basically, she's trying to decide whether or not she wants to go and home wreck the exactly. shit. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly out what's of up. that household. Exactly. She's like, I want to smell your dick. 
It's one of them. That's ones. basically the decision she's got to make. Is does she want to? Does she wreck the home? It sounds like she's got the power oh, to wreck that up if she wants. <laughs> Because because he told her he loves her, right? He was like, I'm not sure in what way, but I still love you, blah, oh, blah, blah. Oh, goodness. So it sounds like if she was to put a little bit of effort, put her back into it, just a little, that she could lady, divert his attention. Lady, lady this, steal your man. This lady doesn't sound like she's had much by way of options in the last decade. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This has been an 11-year half. 10-year hiatus. half asked romance, if yeah. you want to call it that. Well, and you have re-entered his life mm. and he's not even committing to you. <laughs> he is committed. Go and sit down for another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, like. <laughs> but he is committed. I see commitment there. So to his, to his missus. Not really. If he's, he's dropping bars like I love you and speaking to her every just, day. He's just talking to talk. You think so, yeah? He's How just, are you, sweetie pie? He's just talking to talk. Yes. <laughs> Probably took a nice little mosey down Victoria Park by yes. the ducks in the canal. He's got yes. caught up in the moment. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. He think he's lost her. a little bit. He yeah. don't love her. What does he love about her? Well, he doesn't know in what way he loves her. That's, mm. that's I mean, the difficult thing. He's dropping a lot of clues, baby. That's game, But baby. this guy's dripping with game, game bruv. Game. Fuck. Like, the fact that she's still thinking about him 10 years on yeah. is also just... just dick. Signifies dick. the game. Yeah, no, it's all dick. the dick. Yeah. That's dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is probably you never dick. forget. I mean, going not back that I've to ever our, received. <laughs> going Rich back to our guest, the race. Good dick. Yeah, that sounded wrong. So let me. You never remember. You never. Oh. <laughs> Rattled. <laughs> Rattled. <laughs> you never forget that. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. The good, the good one. Yes. Um, so, this so Habibti, what do we tell her? Uh, boy, Habibti's got a problem. Habibti's got a problem still because yeah, no, she's definitely contemplating wrecking this home. Mm. This is what she's she's asking. She's basically asking us to sanitize, to <laughs> to bless, to give the blessing, yeah, yeah, to tell her it's not haram, right? Just yeah. for this, for be kosher. Should I go and do this, and then we'll go and bless her, and then she's ordained with the tea set stamp yeah. of home wreckery, right? Yeah. Um, look, this this guy's already told you that he's with a girl and he doesn't cheat. He. Has he is trying to give friend vibes? Um, if he wanted, like, really, 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 if he wanted to fuck you, he'd have done it already. So wow. it sounds like wow. he started. So it sounds wow. like he started. So she ain't by... got agency in this. No, she has got agency. Wow. She's trying to wreck. If their he wanted to fuck you, he would have. Wow. No, yeah, I wouldn't she say that. To fuck him. No, no, I wouldn't say that because he told her he was single to start off with. Yeah, okay. So clearly he was trying to work his way yeah, towards but now his it. His has come out, right? Somehow something's happening in between yeah, yeah. where he's admitted it. His, his but initially he went with, "No, nah, no, nah, babes, it's good. You called. I'm currently single." Oh boy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what he ran with initially. But, if, but the thing is about like making that decision to potentially home wreck, you. You really got to hang on to something. You've got to be going into that situation knowing you're really going to secure the bag. Mm. If he says to you, baby, that I love you, but I'm not quite sure how. I think you got a decision to make as to whether or not that's really worth the gamble. That's not what I call a surefire bet. You know what I mean? Unless he's laying a challenge to her. On mm. her <laughs> Babe, I, I know I, I love you. I'm just trying to figure out in what way. Yes. As someone, I can't remember who it is, famous, someone famous said, um, marrying... The mistress merely opens a vacancy. So if she thinks, mm. if uh, if oh, hear that if, Nigerian uh, proverbs. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a white dude. But um, if if she thinks that it, basically, if you if you get if you convince someone to cheat on their partner with you, and you think that they're going to stay a little for you, then it's yeah, it's idiocy. Firstly, I hundred percent agree with that. Firstly, right, you're hundred percent right, but. 
what happens if she doesn't convince him to cheat? What happens if she just convinces him to dash this other thing? She's like, a year and a half, that's not even that long, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she convinces him. We got yeah. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my days. She hits him. Uh, but I mean, it's the same kind of shtick, right? Then the next girl that's can come cheating, along. Though. If his head's that easily turned, then, mm. then someone else will turn his head from you. A year and a half. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've even built a home. Because they might not be living together. They might not have kids. So, babes, if you want to do it, do it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> don't let these men um, put you off. I'm on the side of don't home wreck. Um, not the biggest believer in karma. Because there's some horrible people who are winning. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but the little it's part, also a big fact. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> big fact. Uh, but the part of me that does believe in karma somewhat is just like, yeah, you don't want to wreck a home. Mm. That that's gonna swing around and show his vicious face, tempting um, fate yeah. in, in the future. As Johnny said, some he will facilitate someone coming to wreck your own home. Yes. So you better just watch your ass. Go yes. and find a Tinder. Go and find <laughs> a hinge. Go and update your picture. You still have picture from ten years ago. Maybe that's why you don't find a man. Go and update your picture. Stop living in the past. Go and fucking find a man who is single, no kids, no wife. I think you've uh, and that's that. I think you've mis- you've uh, underestimated her struggle. She's clearly done that for the last ten years, and still has my G on her mind. Shit. All right. right? Cool. Ten so- years of Tinder and 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 Hinge and dates yeah. and couple relationships, and still my G's on her mind. Long yeah. Di- long dick. Style. It must be dick. Fair play. Um, mira, mija, you, I, I don't know. I think you just got to be careful. You just got to yeah. be careful with this, this home wrecking thing. Uh, yeah. Like he has, Babes, go so, after Chinedu. So, okay. For, for, <laughs> oh boy. Firstly, he, he, uh, firstly, he showed, he showed interest, but he has, you know, he's, he's, he's shown levels in it. He has tried to be a faithful black man and, and, and remind you that he has a missus, mm. um, cuidate on this one. Cause I think, yeah, I'm not sure there's a lot of upsides. I think if he, if you convince him to leave a relationship and then, you know, a little something, something happens, and then he ends up walking away from you anyway. You're going to be proper, proper butthurt. Why? Well, because like then he really doesn't want to be with you because he no. actually left someone for you and still fucked off. So you gave it a try to work see. out. Well, right? you said, "What's the upside? The upside may be happily ever after." Yeah, that's what the upside is. Thirty years of marriage, married bliss. Yeah. So there it could be, be a potentially a big upside. I don't know. I, I say, but listen, so if you've already waited 10 years, just wait it out. If they yeah. break up, jump in first time. For real, for real. Wait it out. You, you've, you've, I mean, I don't know how much time you've got left, but wait it out a little oh, bit boy. more and see what materializes. Um, go, guess, and get, go and get some other dick. You might yeah, find other good dick. I was literally about to say, you like, might go find get other some good casual dick. peen. Call me. And what? casual peen. Yeah. Carry on. Johnny's number is 079... <laughs> Um, he lives in near Black Horse Road Station. That's where we are, right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, Is that even a station? Yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Horse Road. Yeah, it's named yeah. after me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my dick. We're moving <laughs> on to... <laughs> All right, we're moving on uh, to the so T-set quiz. Oh, no, hold on. What's, what's, the, what's the final determination? We, I, I, I'm telling her, uh, leave this. Leave this, mummy. Go yeah, and leave it find alone. Some other I dick. think we're unanimous. Leave, leave this him. alone. We're not unanimous. Oh. <laughs> no. Home wreck the ting. No, no. And I'm... report back with findings. Yes. No, no. I'm not saying home wreck the ting. What my point is, is once you can, you can make it for her anyway. She can make a decision either way. Like, I don't see the, the whole downside thing that you're saying. Make a play for it. 
if the guy is not interested, he'll stay with his girlfriend. Mm. Make a play. You're like, oh, what she? What she's gonna be on a deathbed forever, thinking about this guy from twenty years, fifty years, hundred okay. years ago. <laughs> like, make your play. If he tells you, "Sorry, babes, I'm happy right now," then keep it moving. But yeah. About, okay. if, but what about the wifey in this man? What are you thinking she's about? She's not her? wife. That's the thing. There's a big difference oh, between wifey. Yeah, yeah. She could be a wifey. A year what and she, a half what she doesn't know can't hurt but her. Who, like, let, let's also be honest. Like, I wouldn't be um, talking about what you guys like. I wouldn't be. Anti-home wrecking If they had a home Necessarily Let's say Let's say if they were wow. married Had some kids La 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 Then you'd be like telling, telling babes Babes this is too much now Wow so A year in This so, guy's still so Figuring it out Cheating's so fine Before there's property That's So basically right. Tommy's like <laughs> Until you're married <laughs> Until you tick Married On that application form You single but to be fair, that's, I, what, that's what a lot of people say. A lot, a lot of girls do say, until you put a ring on it, I'm single. I picked that up from uh, I do from not want Sopranos, to meet them. I, I don't want to guys. meet these chicks. <laughs> anyway. It was a Sopranos thing. Stay blessed, young young blood. You'll be all right. T-set quiz, yeah? It's the quiz hey, time. Hey, hey. You guess. You man guess. Let's go, baby. Let me tell you something, yeah? After Johnny's big man chat, he is one nil down to Richard Abiyadi in the inaugural T-set quiz. Who else but I? Mm. Let's go, let's go, let's wheel it up. Now we're back. Bang, back popping. again. Bang. Same format. It's exactly the same as last time. I've got the maths. Five questions. He's going to lose and then see his beloved Venezuela lose. Oh, it's going to be a long night for him. It's going to be a long let's night. Let's wait for the next half. Pop up that rose, see, see, see where Nigeria gets to. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Can't even argue. Yeah, because of Copa America. Nigeria can't make that. No, that's said next. Anyway. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah? Yes. Yes. You guys have uh, a pen and paper in front of you. In front yeah, of I got, you I got a calculator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, All right. Calculator. All right. All right. Forgot Same format as last time. Five questions. Each question is a number. I need the sum total of those five. Play along at home. Play along at home, exactly. All right. So this week, Boris Johnson hosted the G7 annual summit. And flew to Cornwall, flew to Cornwall to talk about climate change. Yep, Mad but on chat. the scale, you have to you have to look big. You yep. know, you got seven other Gs coming through. Or Take six the other train, bro. Kim anyway. Jong Un takes the train everywhere, bro. Yeah, and so, he's enormous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, probably also can't afford any other trucks. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Exactly. We're, but anyway, we're heckling, yeah, yeah, we're heckling exactly, quiz master. Exactly. Please, please, minus one, dear. <laughs> um, the Keep G7, it. the G7. Uh, so Boris Johnson hosted the G7 uh, annual summit, uh, giving President Joe Biden an opportunity to meet the Queen. Mm-hmm. But how many presidents, including Biden, has the Queen met? Let's go, baby. All right. So think of your numbers. How many fucking presidents has this Queen met? <laughs> Write your number down and on to the next question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Question two. This week. Portugal beat Hungary 3 0 mm-hmm. at Euro 2021 with Ronaldo scoring twice. These goals make him the top scorer in European Championship history. Mm-hmm. How many goals has he scored in all competition, Euro competitions? Got him. All right, add two. those two numbers up together. On to the next one. Yes. On to the next one. On to the next one. The first treatment for Alzheimer's disease. In nearly 20 years has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA in the United States last week, mm-hmm. to mixed reception. Mm. How many members of the FDA's advisory committee resigned as a result of this approval? I don't remember. All right. So this Alzheimer's drug in nearly 20 years and has been approved. How many men basically left as a result? Of Locked in, baby. Let's go. All right. Question number four. QS released their influential world university rankings. 
this week, yeah? Which is based on a survey of 94,000 academics. I don't know, it was this... What the fuck? Yeah, this con- like, uh, conclusive. 94,000 academics. Sit this out, 44,000 hiring <laughs> managers. What's yeah, Imperial? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, <laughs> so, based on a survey of 94,000 academics, 44,000 hiring managers across the globe, as well as an analysis of uh, 11.8 million research papers and 100 million citations. What the fuck? That's what goes into these rankings. Wow. Universities are measured, are then measured, on academic standing, graduate employability, student-staff ratio, research impact, and internationalization. All right? Here's your question. How many British universities made it to the top 20? Hmm. Okay. Done? Last question. Let's go. Last question. In what no doubt spells disaster for the bastardization, or in Johnny's words, Americanization, Mm -hmm. of the UK news media. Yes. GB News launched this week. A television channel which claims to lend an ear to some of Britain's marginalized and overlooked voices. Bullshit. Here's a question. What percentage of the opening show viewers were aged over 65? Oh, what a question that is. Thank you. So there you go, gents. Those are your five. Add that percentage number, whatever number you come to. Add it to the other four that you have and spit out a number. Before you spit out a number, one of you show me your number while the other one spits it out. All right, Johnny, what's your number? Hold on. Oh, yeah, he has to do that. The, the quick maths isn't for him. Uh, my number is 63. Ooh, and you, Mr. Abiyadi? 58. Very good, very good. This week, our winner is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Johnny Vivas! Let's go, baby. Let's go. 84 was the answer oh, you guys were boy. looking for. You guys are quite far off this week. Hmm. Uh, so let's do, a, let's do a quick roundup. Hold on, can I just say after the slander I received... A fucking imperial degree wasn't worth shit this week, was it? To be fair, you're one one. That was a while ago. Yeah, but listen to this, yeah. (laughs) Boris Johnson and his G7 summit. Rude, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you were throwing shots. (laughs) Sit this one out, Johnny. Do it, kid. Biden will be. There you go, low. We go high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did go high, higher score than you, dickhead. Touche. Biden will be the 13th president that the Queen has Ooh, I, I, I oh, I got 14. I went 14. I did 15. Yeah. And still lost. So uh, Biden will be the 13th president to sit uh, with the now 95-year-old monarch. Yeah. Man. The White House said, this is how you know the White House always has to front. Yeah? Yes. The White House said, he previously met the Queen in 1982. Yes. I've done this yeah. before. Yes. Uh, the Queen has met every American president since Dwight Eisenhower. Which is mad chat. In, during her nearly 70-year reign, except for Lyndon Johnson, who didn't visit Britain, basically yeah. pagan. There is, there is no one on earth, it, it's thought there's no one on earth who's met as many presidents. As the Queen. As the Queen. Yeah, probably. 13's a strong number. All right, question number two. Uh, Ronaldo has scored... 11 goals. Oh, oh I thought 10. it was 10. I thought it was 10. Because um, he scored two in that game, right? I thought the first one was 11. a 10th. Sorry, I thought the first one was, was the ninth. The, ninth. the second one was the tenth. tenth. Yeah, no, I think it's the tenth. I don't know. According I think to the BBC, it was eleven. Well, I think you're wrong. So. Okay, so maybe the BBC and I are wrong. Does second mean, is does a, that mean I won? No, 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 no okay. either way. Second is Michelle Platini, who scored nine, and he scored all of them you in the same tournament. You don't get bonus points, fucking yeah. teachers. That's all. I've already won. I mean, why is he adding that color anyway? I've already won. Nobody even. I'll give you. I'll actually give you a bonus point. Thank you very much. If you can get the third place, who's third? Who's third? Why? What? What? To both of you. He said Platini was second. Who's third all-time highest scorer in the Euros? 
If Ronaldo Jürgen goes, Klinsmann. Not a bad guess. I'm going to go, just because he banged at the World Cup, Miroslav Closer. It's coming home. Oh, wow. Alan, Alan Shearer. No way. Yes. Man like. Man like Alan with seven goals. Anyway, and then Griezmann fourth. And then uh, Griezmann's fourth. Rude Van Nistelrooy rounding up that list. Man, the guy just scores. Yeah. All right. Next question. Alzheimer's drug. Yeah. Yeah. Three experts. Got that right. Have now resigned from the FDA I I right well. advisory committee after the agency. Listen to this. After the agency approved an Alzheimer's drug against the wishes of nearly every single member of the panel. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, the drug uh, is a generic work. name, <laughs> Aducanume. Sounds African. Yeah. Uh, was approved on Monday, <laughs> setting off a variety of responses from celebrations amongst patients and caregivers and doctors uh, and doctors to pointed questions about the drug's benefits and costs. Mm. All right, question number four about the universities, yeah? How many British universities okay. made the top 20 list? You're saying three? Six. You're saying six. The answer was five. Oh. Five British universities made the top 20 according to the international league table. What I found more interesting in this story. Can I get bonus points for guessing them? Go on. Imperial. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Um, you can just say that Oxford. five times. And yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> 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 here, baby. <laughs> Cambridge, Oxford. Yeah. Durham. No. LSE. No. Wow. Oh. Oh, I'm not sure about LSE. I don't have the list in front of me. How, UCL. Can, you, how, UCL. how can you administer yeah. bonus points if you don't know the answer? <laughs> there was no bonus points. Well, don't worry, because you're not going to win it. There was oh. no bonus. But listen, this is what I found interesting in this whole article, yeah? Is despite these five universities making the top 20, 36 universities or 40% of British, institu of, of, of British institutions saw their positions fall compared to last year. Which, which in a time where we've increased tuition fees to nine Gs, yes. seeing forty percent of our universities losing pace to global universities is probably a topic for discussion. Oh fucking, yeah, fucking talk. I think we were going to talk about universities and whether or not that shit's needed. We'll do that soon. He'll do yeah. it another time. And then the final question about GB News and the bastardization okay. or Americanization, which Johnny's obviously written a, written a, a lot about. Um, so check out his blog Thinking yes out Thinking Left. Out Left shout out you wrote uh, something this week about it no no no, no. Generally. Oh, long, I saw this coming a long time ago I commit his right, content right, right, to memory just so yeah, I know yeah. what to oppose in the future <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so according to TV industry magazine broadcast GB News peaked in its opening minutes with 336,000 viewers meaning it outperformed the 100,000 who watched BBC News 24 that's me across the hour and the 46,000 who watched Sky News dead Broadcast said 57% of GB News' opening audience, yeah. opening show was male. That's where I fucked it. Yeah. And 52% were aged over the age of 65. Yeah, wow, right. I went for 30. Yeah, now, where's I more? Well, that, I thought this, if this is going to be Fox News, I thought you would have gone to yeah. like 80, bro. But anyway, yeah. what I thought was even more interesting in this story was that 82% of listeners or of the audience were made up of the ABC1 demographic, <laughs> which is goes against it was like for me it felt a bit oxymoronic when you hear about a fox news ripoff what's abc one uh arabic black christian what <laughs> <place. laughs> yeah arabic, <laughs> arabic black christian ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're demographics that they use in marketing and like for advertising on tv and stuff like that and they're basically broken up across essentially a class spectrum okay so a is is like upper middle class right b is like middle class right. c1 is like is like 
highly skilled labor or some shit like right. this. So it's saying that that eighty two percent came up of that from that demographic. Wow. ABC ABC one. Mm. It's right. mainly just Twitter journalists who are watching it set the piss out. I don't know, bro. Eighty two percent from ABC one was was quite high. me by surprise. Yeah, and fifty two percent over sixty five. I thought was lower than I would have guessed. Mm. So either well, way, that takes us to a grand number of eighty four, allowing Mr. Vivas to tie the well T-set quiz. Well done, Johnny. One, Thank, one. You much. Thank you very much. I'm a little bit yeah, I'm a bit more gracious in, in defeat than you were last time. But it's true, Johnny. Left. Left. Yeah, yeah. Some good, people man. are natural losers. I'm not used to it. That's no, cool. That's cool. It's cool. See what happens when he um, wins one thing. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's calm, isn't it? We got a few of these to go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, quickly, new music. Check out the new uh, Tyler the Creator song, Lumberjack. Check out the new uh, Little Dirk and Little Baby album called Voice of the Heroes. It's not very good, but anyway, um, listen to that stuff. Um, you see his little video, his little side video, Tyler the Creator, where he's yeah, just lipping that, lips in that thing. Fucking the car. He was lipsing her just disgustingly, but proper I was here for into it. it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was here for he it. He was proper into it. Fair play to him. She's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little dog. Little home wrecker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, gentlemen, this has been a pleasure as always. I was just going to. You meant give, to return that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been uh, all right. Yeah. I was going to give one last shout out. <laughs> I was, was going to give one last shout out um, to. Apparently, the pleasure's all mine. The pleasure's all, and the pleasure's definitely mine. It's a, sad, a bit of a sad shout out this week. Oh. Um, uh, a colleague of mine, a man like Kai Takagi, who is a trader, JGB trader, uh, uh, where I work, died unexpectedly this weekend. Holy shit. Um, and it's been real sad. He used to sit next to the guy. He was a proper sweet boy, sweet boy, Holy Japanese. Shit. Um, had been over here from Tokyo, kind of living the expat dream, working for a big bank in London, and um, died suddenly over the weekend. So Young man. Yeah, younger oh, than wow. younger than me, twenty. I think he's probably about twenty six, twenty seven. Um, died over the weekend, and he was a good boy. He's a proper good stand up boy, clever guy, really nice dude. Died over the weekend, so this one's for Kai and his family. Man, Shout well. out to Kagi San. Um, thoughts, love with the family back in Tokyo. Wow. Um, I love you, man. You're a good dude. Man, blessings. Rest in peace to him, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure is all mine, guys. Yes. Yes. I just want to hear it it from time to time. (laughs) Um, You know where we're at. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Find us on Instagram and start submitting some more relationship advice. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. nasty. It's your boys. You know where we're at. Peace.